Welcome to episode 33 of Viper Crew Spotlight. I'm your host, Wack. Join alongside with me are Jackson and Ashton. Fellas, how are we doing today? Jackson, let's start with you. Doing good. Uh, another busy week uh, as we've got week five now of high school football and just uh, excited to go cover a game uh, tomorrow watching Klein Collins, Klein Oak, but uh, exciting week in recruiting as well. And then Ashton, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's been a uh, busy week. I uh, turned 18 over the weekend, so uh, going into that Monday, it was a lot of stuff to get ready, prepare for this weekend. Uh, I got Tumble Memorial tonight, which is yesterday at the time of recording. Uh, Klein Kane, or sorry, Tomball Memorial and Klein Kane tonight. Klein and Tomball tomorrow, and then PNG and Fort Bend Marshall this Saturday. That being said, Let's get into our Texas high school football recruiting news from across the state this week. Probably the biggest. I think there were kind of two uh, pieces of big news. I think the biggest one will start in in, uh, in Longview, where Jalen Hale commits to Alabama, picked him over you know Texas, Texas A and M, uh, Georgia. I think those were the four. There might have been one more, if I'm not mistaken, but ends up going with Alabama. Going to be a big time get for Nick Saban, which, you know, stop me if you've heard that before. Um, you know, with that being said, what do you guys think that Alabama liked about hell? I mean, we always say, what is what is the, the player like about the school? But let, let's flip things up a bit. What what is what is what is hell going to bring to the table? We all obviously know he's a dynamic athlete, but let, let's talk about that a little bit. What is he what, 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 what do they like about him? Let's let's start with Ashton. So, I mean, like you said, it's nothing that we haven't heard before. I mean, Nick Saban does a great job of recruiting. Recently, we've heard A&M and UT's name pop up a lot. But, I mean, just getting Jalen Hale uh, just to be able to come through and just bring a different type of versatility to the game. I mean, he's got great hands. He's pretty tall. He's got – just brings the whole package for Alabama. And just to see him, Nick Saban begin recruiting in Texas again is really good to see. And then Jackson, let me add, let me get your let me get your take on this. You know what is what is hell going to bring to Alabama to 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 add to whatever or to, to what is already a, a good team? Yeah, I think he's a dynamic playmaker. He's the guy who can be that big playmaker on the offensive side of the ball for uh, an Alabama team who this year, as we know, in previous years, you had guys like Jalen Waddell, uh, Mechie. Just you had that one wide receiver at Alabama that was that dude. He was your big play guy. This year, they're they're kind of trying to still figure that out. That's why you've seen Alabama kind of struggle offensively uh, in that game against Texas. They don't have that big playmaker that they've had in the past. So I think Jalen Hale has a very big opportunity his freshman year to be that guy. He's uh, the big play threat. He's got great speed, great hands. Uh, I That's a really good fit for him, especially getting uh, potentially some early playing time uh, being that guy, as you've seen other guys in the past who have gotten to be that guy as freshmen as well. So uh, I think he was a great fit for Alabama, but I think Alabama definitely uh, got a steal here getting the guy that they definitely need for that offense for next year. Yeah, I'm going to be a little sad not seeing him and Cook on the same side of the ball with Ewers and then Manning throwing his way. Uh, but, you know, can't win them all, and that's okay. But, you know, definitely hurts that he's going to Alabama where – probably see him you know obviously facing up against uh, the Longhorns next year in Tuscaloosa 
Um, let's go to the, to the other big news, what I think is the big news across the, straight, uh, across the state, and that is DJ Lagway. He released his top 10. Go ahead and read them out for everyone real quick if you haven't seen it yet. LSU, Baylor, Clemson, uh, USC, Alabama, OU, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, and A&M. Let's go back to Jackson. What stands out uh, to you about this list? Are there are there any surprises? Are there in uh, of teams that are in of teams that aren't in? What do you make of this top ten from from DJ Lagway? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really too surprised by this list. Uh, kind of last week when he had said he was going to drop it, uh, I kind of had about I think I had about nine of the teams he selected in there. Uh, I, I think those are the schools that he's really loved going to. And after talking with him uh, throughout the past couple of months, th- those have always been the schools that he's kind of talked about uh, having great relationships with those coaches, uh, loving those visits that he's gone on. Uh, I- I'm not shocked really by the list, but I-, I think it's, it's a little interesting that he dropped this list uh, this early as he's in his junior year, early junior year right now. Uh, there's still plenty of time. Of course, we know kids kind of sometimes they drop a top 10, but then they go back and they want to redo it, drop a top 12, add a team in there or whatnot. Um, but not really surprised on those teams. Uh, really like uh, the group of teams he's got because I think he's got, he's got a great fit for each of those programs. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting, this recruitment. I think it's going to be definitely one that goes down to the wire. Uh, as right now, I would argue, I would say probably Florida and A&M and uh, – and Clemson are the leaders right now, in my personal opinion. Uh, I think they've really done great jobs on his visits so far, but I, it's a long recruiting process. We've got a lot of time until he makes that decision. So it's definitely going to be one to watch and uh, one very excited to kind of see how it pans out. Ashton, how about you? What do you? What do you? What's your take on on this top ten? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it really surprised anybody with the teams that he listed. I mean. You've got A&M. I mean, he, he went on that visit over the past weekend of Miami, which getting that win over Miami really pushes the momentum in A&M. Obviously, early on in his junior year, it, I think it's going to be a long time before we see a, a set commitment to where somewhere he's going to call home. And, I mean, Florida, obviously, we all we all see the, the, the frats putting out the signs, we want lag way and – like Jackson said, uh, it, like it's really early on, and I think he may add a team or two, but nonetheless, it, it really didn't surprise me with the, the list that he had. Now, of course, I know Jackson. You kind of gave three teams right there, but and, and you know this is this is way early speculation. So you know, people watching at home, you know, don't take anything as, as final word in, in this regard, but. Let, let, let's let's play let's play future cast here if you had to pick one of those teams right now just on what you know what you've what you what you've heard what your gut feeling is if he were to commit tomorrow where would you, where would you think he's committing okay this is very unbiased opinion i know a lot of people think this is this is oh no biased. we know what's picking now well, i will say if i had to give like percentages i would get I, well i would say it's either florida or AM. I think those are the two that have really made great impressions uh when talking to them now that's just my opinion of course don't take that to heart but i feel like both those programs have taken great steps in that and also when you look at it they've also offered him to play baseball i know florida's baseball program has been really good in the past recently hasn't really been 
what it used to be. And then A&M's baseball program is a program on the rise. Uh, you already have a quarterback there at A&M who will be playing for the baseball team uh, this spring and Connor Wegman. So those are the type of things I'm looking at. That's why I think it's either Florida, but I, I would give A&M the edge if I had to predict like a tomorrow prediction. Just know, everyone, if A&M makes a list of an athlete, Jackson feels they're going to be going there. I think that's just – no, I'm just playing. Uh, well, no, hey, I asked you for your opinion and you gave it. Ashton, what about you? I'll go ahead and ask you as well. You know, if you you know if uh, if you had to make a, a choice, and again, this is just way 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 future speculation, folks. So those watching at home, you know, we're just having fun with it at this point. Um, Ashton, where do you think he picks? So I'm also going to go with A uh, and M and Florida, but if he were to commit right now, I would say signs probably lead towards Florida. I mean, you got Anthony Richardson there right now, who I believe he's a, a sophomore. He, I mean. Lagway still got a year after that. And then assuming Anthony Richardson is gone by that time, he would really have the reins to pick up for this, this Florida Gators team. And obviously the possibility of playing baseball. The one thing that is nice about A&M though, is everyone knows Jimbo loves his dual sport athletes, but obviously you got five-star Connor Wigman there, which I'm a little biased on that. I think he shows out to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So obviously that plays a part in if Lagway, I mean, not saying he isn't better than Wigman, nothing about Lagway's playing at all. But if Wigman is that guy, then he may have to sit behind Wigman for a little bit. So I would say right now Florida has a little bit more of an edge than A&M, but it could really go either way. Well, there you have it. Two of what I would say the biggest you know, um, newsworthy notes across the state. Um, then I'll turn it over to you two to give us any more news that you have seen across the state that you want to mention. Uh, Ashton, let's come back to you. What you got? So we mentioned Jalen Hale for Bama, but we missed out on uh, Jordan Renown, the uh, four-star um, four star defensive edge uh, out of Tyler Legacy. I mean, he's a big guy. He's 6'4", 250, but he's quick. He, he runs a really good 100-meter time. He's got a lot of strength. So for Bama to get two big-time guys – like at this time where you got A&M and UT really leading the way, I think it, I think it shows that Nick Saban is still showing that, hey, like I'm still here and I'm not leaving for some time. All right, Jackson, and how about you? Any other news that you've seen across the state? Yeah, we had C.E. King, uh, D.B. Levante Johnson picks up an offer from U of H. Uh, that was a big offer for him, and I expect – uh, him to continue on that offer list as he's one of the best, one of the better DBs in the Houston area. Uh, also, uh, four-star class of 2025 wide receiver Andrew Marsh will be visiting OU this weekend. Uh, Marsh has been really on a hot streak here in the early preseason. Uh, he's been a, definitely a deep play threat, uh, one of the top receivers on that KD Jordan team this year. And it showed out in his recruiting as well. He's got 15-plus offers from some Power 5 programs, but he'll be at OU this weekend. And then uh, four-star DB from Atascacita, Braylon Conley, will be visiting Houston this weekend. Uh, this is a big visit for Houston. They had a lot of the guys uh, at, at the stadium last week. Obviously, not the result you want in the field, but had a ton of Houston-area recruits in the building. And then they'll have Conley there uh, on Saturday. So big weekend for U of H as well. And they can't forget uh, Devin Sanchez out of North Shore, uh, who picked up an offer from Georgia. 
So I uh, would be remiss not to mention him as well. That being said, let's go ahead and jump to our interview for this week. Uh, you just mentioned him, Jackson. So go ahead and uh, and go ahead and kind of introduce that for us before we jump to the interview. Yeah, very, very special interview this week. Uh, I, I've obviously gotten to know Andrew Marsh really well, class of 2025, four-star wide receiver. I got to see him at a lot of camps this summer and got to talk with him a lot. Really great kid. Uh, got a great head on his shoulders, great support system with his mom and his family. Uh, so it was a very great interview, and uh, let's jump to that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that right now. We're going to jump to our interview this week with Andrew Marsh. Thanks, Josh. We've got a very special guest on the show today. Uh, we've got four-star wide receiver, class of 2025, Katie Jordan, uh, Andrew Marsh. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. And yourself? Doing good, man. Uh, happy to have you on the show. Obviously, we've met a couple times at some couple times at some camps and whatnot, and it's it's good to get you on the show. Uh, obvi- let's start with your recruitment, man. You kind of blown up uh, your freshman year. You got to play some on varsity. Uh, y'all didn't really have a a district to play in, but y'all got that varsity experience, and you got to have it uh, your freshman year. And then after that, your recruitment has really blown up. You've got offers from schools like Oregon, LSU, uh, Oklahoma, big Power Five programs. Uh, what's it been like as a young kid going through the rec- recruiting process, picking up those big offers? It's been great. It's been a great opportunity. I'm thankful to be in the position I am. It's something I've been working on my whole life, and I've just been enjoying all of it with my family and getting to see all the schools and the different cultures and really just the college lifestyle. Yeah, and I think that's that's the important part about a recruiting process. You get to go and visit all these places and kind of see what's best for you. Obviously, you've got a little bit a little bit of time until you kind of make mm-hmm. those decisions. But uh, talk about what it was like uh, getting that first kind of what, what was the first offer where you were like, wow, like this is this is really happening. Like it, it it's it's a dream come true kind of thing. Probably, I would say my first one, just because my first one, it came right at, like in the middle of spring ball. And after that, everything just picked up. And so it just came fast. But I mean, I was ready for it. It was just something I've been working on. And I would say that was probably probably the most impact. Yeah, and I think that uh, obviously it, it, you, you've definitely made a name for yourself. Uh, a lot of people have you one of the top, if not the top receiver in the state for your class. Uh, let's talk about uh, Katie Jordan. Obviously, last year, uh, not in the district. Now you're in the KDISD district. Uh, talk about what it was like getting that experience last year and uh, what how the season's been going so far. Last year, it was it was great. It was I was blessed to have the opportunity I had, and I learned a lot got better we all got better as a team we had a lot of hardships but that helped us grow and just made us stronger as a whole and this year we're just coming out showing everybody what we've worked on what we know what we can do and just showing everybody that we deserve to be in the district we are in and we deserve to to be in playoffs yeah and y'all have got a uh y'all won your first district game y'all uh, pretty much blew up uh, Maid Creek and then y'all have kind of been y'all are right now y'all are three and one uh, y'all have a big district matchup this week I believe 
correct me if I'm wrong, it's either Katie or Peyto, correct? Or, or Katie Thompson yeah. or Peyto, right? We play, we play Peyto this week. Okay, so that's a big matchup. Uh, as you've got uh, the defense for Peyto is always, uh, they've got a ton of talent. They've got all the hype that's built up to it. Uh, let's talk about that. Obviously, Katie Jordan, the wide receiver core is pretty elite. You've got yourself, Zachariah Sample, class of 2024. You've got uh, Nathan Salls, class of 2023. And then the y'all's quarterback, Colin Willits. Talk about what, what it's going to be like facing that Peyto defense who has a ton of dudes going D1 and what it's going to be like uh, playing against them. It's going to be a battle, but I, we're ready for it. It's what we've been working on. We've been scheming up defenses and all of that. I think it's going to be a great game. We've been working a lot, and we're just ready to show them that, like, we can compete with them. Yeah, I mean, that's the 5A state champs last year. Now they're up in 6A, so that's definitely going to be a big-time big time matchup this week. Uh, now let's kind of switch gears here. Uh, obviously, you went to Houston on Saturday. You got to visit and experience that game atmosphere. Uh, though they took a, took a loss, you still got to experience it. You got to watch guys like Matthew Golden, who's a Houston area kid, greater Houston area kid who starts right away for Houston, has been making big plays for them. What was it like visiting Houston, number one? And number two, what was it like watching a freshman wide receiver from the area uh, play at University of Houston? It was a great environment, great feel. That's family over there. So just going there, it was great to see the game, watch everybody play and see Tank. And it was just great. It was great family vibes. And I got to talk to all the coaches. And then watching Matt Golden play, it was it was just inspiring because I've seen him play in high school and I've been watching him for a long time. And to see him go to the next level and play, it just gives me hope that like I'll be there soon. For sure. And and obviously, uh, you like to see the Houston area kids. There, there's you got guys like Chris Marshall who's at AM is getting some playing time early. You've got a ton of talent in 2025 and 2024 in the Houston area. Uh, let's talk about kind of your visits you've gone on. Obviously, Houston, uh, you've gone on some uh, visits, visits over the summer. You've gotten to just kind of tour campuses and stuff. What has been kind of your top three, maybe moments at a visit that you really loved or your top three visits that you've liked so far? Um, Oregon was definitely one of them. Oregon's facilities and their coaching staff, and just the real like environment up there, it was great. And getting to meet everybody, see the players. And camp was great too up there. I really liked the coaching style. And don't get me started on the uniforms. The uniforms are great. And then another one, I would say OU. OU was really good. I really liked their, um, their coaching staff, their players. The vibes, the community up there is great. It's like its own little town in Norman. And so that was great. I really liked that visit. And then I'll probably have to say my UT visit, the, um, the pool party visit I went to at UT. That was great because it was more limited. And so there wasn't like a lot of people there. And we got a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with the coaches. So we got to like pick the brains a little bit, just get to learn more about them and how they coach. And we got to also speak with other recruits and get to know a little bit about them while having a good time. Yeah, I mean, those sound like three great visits. Obviously, Oregon, I, 
I love, I've always loved those Oregon jer- jerseys since I was a little kid. They, they've always popped out. My favorite were one year, I think they went with the, with the pink, all pink for October, or maybe it was just the pink O with the all black unis, but those were always my favorite. Um, and then you got OU who's pretty much been, I would argue they've been our wide receiver U the past couple of years. You got CD lamb, you got Mark Hollywood, Marquise Hollywood Brown. You've got guys like that have gone on to the next level. And then obviously Texas, they're putting together a pretty nice recruiting class right now. You've got Sark who's uh, really uh, dipping into the wide receiver pond, definitely filling up that receiver room. So those are, those are three great visits right there. Um, now kind of moving forward, you're in your sophomore year. Uh, you're getting a lot of playing time. Uh, you're seen as one of the best wide receivers on your team, if, if not in the area for the class of 25. Uh, what's it been like for you to get to the status you're at already, but also realizing like you're still putting in the work. I, I saw you post it on Twitter the other day. You're still putting the work in the grind to get better. What, what's it been like to already get the recognition that you've gotten, uh, but obviously realizing that you're still not necessarily where you want to be yet? Um, it's, it's been great. I I'm blessed to be in the situation I'm in and have all the recognition that I've been getting, but a lot of it is hard work and like dedication that goes on behind the scenes, like you said, but I'm very glad to be in the situation I'm in and have all the recognition I've been getting. Yeah. And I think that's important. Uh, obviously you always want to stay humble as a recruit because, uh, these moments are great getting all these offers it's an exciting time you want to be excited but you also got to realize hey i it's awesome getting these offers got to still put in the work to keep going but uh let's switch it up here i feel like we've been a little bit serious uh let's switch it up a little fun question here obviously nil has become a big deal in college football you've got guys signing deals with like uh canes adidas is making deals now with their jersey athletes you've got uh car dealerships what would be kind of your dream NIL brand? I know we had Tory Blaylock said Mike and Ike's. That was kind of different. We've had other guys talk about uh, certain places in the town that they're committed to. Uh, what what would kind of be the dream NIL deal for you? Um, probably Chick Fil A or Waterburger since I eat there a lot. So that would be nice for them to hook me up. I would get some free food or something. I mean, yeah, hey, that sounds like a great deal to me. I mean, I know Whataburger after a Friday night game, there's nothing like it. I mean, that's that's almost tradition, I feel like, around Texas for sure. But uh, last last question I really got for you, Andrew, obviously you are four games in right now. You already talked about y'all's goal is to make the playoffs this year, really make a statement in that district. What, what other goals do you have for yourself uh, this year and also in your recruitment in the offseason? Um, my goal is just – to be known as that number one spot and just to really show everybody what I can do as a receiver and how how I can play to the level that I know I can. Yeah, man, I, I think that's something that you've definitely been doing so far. Uh, the last question I got for you now is just uh, as you kind of get to the end of this season, you're finishing up uh, and maybe – even if it's now, what are some visits that you would like to go on or it, that you have planned over the next month or so? Um, some visits I would definitely like to go on. Um, Georgia, USC, Tennessee, um, OSU, Ohio State, Florida, 
this some of those some of those other big schools and big receiver schools. I would really like to go to those just to see what other schools have to offer and not be trapped like around in one box and just know that I have other options. Yeah, for sure, man. I think that's a very important aspect of recruiting. You gotta you gotta go take these visits and see what campus is like, see what the uh, environment is like, see what the town is like in general too. I mean, I feel like that's a big aspect of it too. You, if you're going to be staying there, living there the next three or four years, that's, that's an important part of, uh, of your life. So, uh, with that, uh, do you have any visits planned in the next couple months, next couple weeks? As of um, I know I will be going to an OU game, um, an Oregon game, a Baylor game, and I think that's it for right now. Okay, man. Well, hey, y'all hear, heard it here first. Uh, Andrew, thank you for hopping on the show. Uh, obviously, great talking with you again. Hopefully, we can see each other sometime this season or in the off season at some camps and whatnot. Uh, once again, thank you. Appreciate you hopping on and uh, uh, just wish you best of luck this week. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, with the interview out of the way, it is now time for our last segment of the show. And it is our Under the Radar segment where we take a look at athletes we feel are under the radar for one reason or another. Doesn't mean they're, they're, they're not good because all these athletes we feature um, are definitely good. Uh, but it just means that we feel like they're not getting the love that they deserve. That being said, let's start with, let's start with Ashton this week. Ashton, who is your Under the Radar athlete this week? So my under-the-radar athlete of the week is Lake Bennett, a Rockwall senior quarterback. So for the last couple of years, Braden Locke was the quarterback for Rockwall, which left Lake in the back position. Then comes the year, he's finally able to take over. In his first, day, first game, he goes down and gets hurt and misses the next four games. Backup junior Mason, Mar- Mason Marshall did a great job as the backup, but obviously Lake is missing out on the field. Last Thursday, Lake was finally able to come back, and he showed out against South Grand Prairie, throwing for 369 yards, completing 23 of his 29 attempts with two touchdowns. With guys like Clemson commit Noble Johnson and Aiden Meeks, I think Lake and this Rockwall team have an opportunity to continue their history success. The real test comes tomorrow, or tonight at the time of this recording, as they open up district play against rival Rockwall Heath. All right, Jackson, let's turn it over to you now. Who is your under-the-radar athlete this week? Yeah, my under-the-radar athlete this week is Kyron Miles from Crosby High School. He's a class of 2023 quarterback. Uh, He's a guy that's been that guy at Crosby the past two years. Uh, Last year, uh, he was the District 12 5A D2 Offensive Player of the Year. He was was a Baytown Player of the Year. Uh, His stats last year, 145 for 247. For 2,470 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, only three interceptions, and then he rushed for 233 carries and 1,357 yards and 20 touchdowns. I mean, you just look at the tape, and he he he's a guy that can do it all. He's a jack of all trades. Uh, he, he's a kid I really love getting to watch play and get to know. Uh, one of the best parts of his game, I feel like, though, is his leadership. Uh, he's able to get that Crosby team to – to ride or die for him. He's, he's going to carry that team on his back as much as he can to try to get them to win. And he's been a big part of why they've made the runs they've made the past two years. Uh, I expect him to keep having a great season this year in his senior year. 
uh, and expect Crosby to make a deep run because of him. But he's definitely a kid that deserves to get some looks. Probably not going to be a quarterback in the next level, but he, he's a guy to have on your field that is just going to go get it, go do whatever it takes to get the win. And I think that's something college coaches definitely are looking for. So I, I think he's a guy that, as of now, doesn't really have a lot of offers, if not any, and I expect him to definitely pick up something before he's done at his uh, done at Crosby High School. And my under-the-radar athlete this week is Andrew Petter, class of 2024 running back out of Georgetown High School. Petter already has 671 yards on the season. Um, he's had 11 touchdowns this year uh, through three, three games. They had their bye week last week, so hasn't had a chance to play his fourth game yet. Uh, I think he's got great size and vision. You'll see here on, on the highlights, you'll see some of that vision uh, almost almost immediately. Uh, he, he's what I would consider like a bulky 200 pounds. I get to see him play against Liberty Hill and he, he, he's got that quickness, but he's also got that size. He's very, he's like, he's like that bulky 200, but he's not a slow 200 either. So very great size that, that he utilizes uh, nicely. Um, he, he's versatile back. He can run the ball. He can, he can go out and catch the ball. Uh, you know, had 49 catches last year as a, as a sophomore on that, on that squad. Uh, he has the patience you like too, right? He, he's, 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 he can wait for his lineman to, to, to find, to make that hole for him. And then he can cut quick to that hole as well. It's something you like to see out of, out of, out of a running back. Um, I think that bulkiness is also a positive. Some of the, like I said, some of the uh, clips you'll see, you know, people try to tackle him and, and they can't bring him down. So all in all, he, I think he's got that overall frame, overall speed, just overall running back kind of ness you like to see out of a running back. So, uh, with that being said, my under the radar this week is Andrew Petter out of Georgetown. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on our on our segments, let us know in the comments. Let us know in DMs. Send us emails. That's how I found some of these. Some of these, you know, some of these people that will reach out and be like, "Hey, you should look at this guy. You should look at this kid," and uh, and we will cover them. That's what we like to do here. That being said, let's get our shoutouts and get out of here, boys. Jackson, who are you shouting out today? Yeah, I'm going to shout out the Vibe team. Uh, we've had a lot of crazy weeks the past couple of weeks covering uh, sport or covering football, volleyball, uh, getting out all of our magazines that we've had in the fall. And then we're about to start back up with Winter Media Days. Uh, so shout out to the Vibe team and uh, shout out to you guys. We Episode 33, uh, we're, we're moving along and uh, very excited to keep doing this. Ashton, who are you shouting out this week? So as always, I want to shout out y'all. you I really appreciate everything. And uh, I want to shout out my family. They, uh, they made this birthday weekend a really special one to remember. And uh, just really glad to have them on my side and supporting me through my journey. And then I am going to shout out Shaston Golden of Davenport. Um, this kid, he probably should never be on a on radar segment, but he may one day just... I mean, he's. I think he's a senior, and I don't know his offer stats, but this kid last week uh, carried the ball 30 times for 372 yards and seven, seven touchdowns for Davenport, leading them to a victory over Lockhart. They are a uh, first-year UAL school, 4-0 currently, as they, uh, they have one more non-district game this week against Divine, um, and then they'll head into district play. So very good season for Davenport, and one of the big reasons why is Shaston Golden. So, Shaston Golden, shout out to you, my man. It's going to do it for our show today. We'll be back on Monday with another uh, one of the podcasts, Locker Talk Live, where we break down all the things that happened this past weekend. Until then, I'm Wack. That's Jackson and Ashton. We'll see you at the games. <laughs>